Welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander, and today we're joined by the commissioner of the Big South Conference, Kyle Colander. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Kalander is at the helm of the Big South Conference and has been since 1996. The Big South is the football conference for KSU in which the Owls are an associate member. And Kalander, interestingly enough, when he took the helm in 1996, there was actually a school that left that day in July. UMBC announced it was going to a different conference. And the presidents tasked Kalander going into the job with expansion and growing revenue. Well, here we are in 2020, and it's just about the same. The conference has recently expanded as Robert Morris was announced as an associate member in football like KSU. That starts in 2021, and North Carolina A&T will come on as a full member in 2021 as well. Kalander talks to us about what it's like as a commissioner to go through the current state of college athletics as we prepare for the upcoming football season. Given the scope of the pandemic, he discusses his role with other commissioners as well, what they talk about, what some of the contingency plans are, and then his thoughts on Kennesaw State football, how it's affected the brand of the Big South Conference, and what these other additions hold for the future of the Big South. He also leaves us with a very interesting prediction for the upcoming season. So let's hop into it. It's into the nest with Big South Commissioner Kyle Colander. Commissioner Kalander, thank you so much for joining us on Inside the Nest. First, kind of catch us up where you are in relation to getting things restarted for the 2020 fall seasons. Um, obviously, football's right on the horizon. What's being talked about? Where's your mind? What's communication like as we get set to hopefully kick this thing off? Well, uh, you know, what, I, what I've said for some time now is it's not uh, a matter of if, it's a matter of how. So, um, you know, I'm confident that we're going to be playing sports this fall, but we are talking about all kinds of contingencies. Uh, primarily, how do we uh, get a football started or other fall sports in a safe and healthy way for our student athletes, our coaches, our staff, uh, what kind of precautions we need to take, just like everybody's uh, discussing. Uh, but we're, we're excited for the fall. We'd love nothing more than to begin competition and, and kind of get our minds around sports as opposed to everything else. Uh, and we're, we're trying to do that the best way we can. But, uh, but I certainly be lying if I didn't say we were, we're talking about contingencies and, and uh, we have to be thinking about that. There's a conversation uh, with other conferences of, of decision making processes and and some of the things they're thinking about so um so we need to make sure we're we're ready to to adjust if we need to how would that work is it something where if x amount of conferences decide that they're going to make adjustments then by necessity for scheduling the big south will or is it something where uh we're gonna this is what the big south thinks and and we're gonna kind of hold firm to that um and how does that transpire? And there's obviously no, there's nothing by the book for this right now. That, no, that's true. I, I think the reality of things is that um, 
probably have to take our lead from the A5 and the FBS conferences. Uh, you know, those guarantee games that a lot of our institutions play are really important from a revenue standpoint. So uh, I think we want to, if we can, protect that you know, from a non-conference standpoint. Um, if if we did not have those games, then, then it would be it would fall more to okay, what are we doing as an FCS a group of FCS conferences, and in, in terms of not only our uh, our, our non conference play with each other, but then uh, you know having a conference schedule, playing uh, 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 and declaring a conference champion, and then and looking forward to the playoffs. So, but number one, uh, you know we're looking to see what the A five decides to do, and and I expect that um, you know decisions will be made by the end of July. Uh, and at that point in time, we'll kind of know where we are. Pre-pandemic and in the midst of a pandemic, how often do fellow commissioners chat with each other? Is that something that's common or not? A lot more now than we used to. <laughs> so uh, pre, uh, pre-pandemic, it would be, uh, you know, we have quarterly meetings, uh, you know, in person uh, at that point, really. So we'd see each other. And then we we wouldn't have anything uh, for, uh, uh, scheduled formally um, outside of that usually. Um, but we would certainly chat with each other about whatever the issues are that we wanted to reach out to each other on. Uh, but since all this started, we've I've got three calls that week with uh, other uh, conference commissioners. And sometimes it's just FCS, sometimes it's uh, what we call CCA 22, which is outside, everybody outside of the FBS. And sometimes it's all, uh, all uh, commissioners uh, in all division one conferences. So we're communicating a lot. Um, and it's been really good to, uh, you know, learn from others what they're thinking and also share uh, our views on, on where we are and what we're thinking about. Uh, because in the end, we need to make sure that we're moving forward in a, in a coordinated way. Now, there may be some conferences that are, that are doing their own thing. The Ivy League is an example of, of somebody that's probably uh, thinking a little bit differently. They don't play in the FCS playoffs, uh, for example, and so they have different decision points. But but generally, uh, it's really important that uh, as Division I, uh, we are coordinated in what we're trying to do moving forward. So you've been commissioner for the Big South since 1996. You brought football on in the early 2000s. I think it's safe to say where we are right now, given this pandemic and then the upcoming NIL talks and and how that's going to change college athletics now might be the most interesting. I don't want to use the word tumultuous, but uh, (laughs) something's going to change. There's going to be some things that, that change. Going back to all your years in leading the Big South, have there been moments that you're looking back on to help guide you in all these decisions and and how in a couple of years from now, it's not going to be the same as how it was in 2019, no matter how you look at it. This is a brand new playbook. There, there's absolutely um, nothing else that I've dealt with that's been like this. And, and in fact, I was just talking to one of our, our university presidents, and we were talking about leadership and, and the fact that this is probably the most challenging time for leadership uh, that we've we've ever had, at least in my my experience. Uh, so certainly, there are times when you've got uh, you got challenges, but. Um, you know, when you're when you're dealing with something that there is no known solution to, there's no, you know, we don't even know what the questions are. You know, so how can we answer them? Um, it's just it's just really been a challenge. And you know, in athletics, and certainly me personally, 
you know, we want to solve things. We, we want to solve the problems. We want to figure out a way to move forward uh, in an aggressive way. And uh, it's just been really hard because things have changed so rapidly. And so you ha- there has to be a, an, an element of patience to this uh, to see how things play out. But at the same time, you have to decide, okay, how much time do we need to spend on various contingencies uh, so that we can appropriately respond when, when things do change. And so it's really been an interesting mix uh, of doing that. Um, but gosh, you know, the first couple of weeks of this, I was a little bit depressed because I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to answer the questions or how to solve the problems. And, uh, and I really missed the competition. I really missed not being able to get out to our institutions and watch our great student athletes compete and, and, uh, and not have those championships and, and hoist the trophies that, uh, that, you know, we, we just, you know, is a culmination of everything that we do as a conference. Um, so I'm really hoping that we can, we can get to the point where we can, we can move forward in a healthy and safe way and, and have fall sports and, and, uh, and get back at it. And I think we can. Speaking of visits, what does a typical visit look like for you when you come to, let's say, watch a Kennesaw State football game? So, um, you know, I will come down, depending on what time the game is, you know, sometimes I'll come down on Friday. I may have some meetings uh, with people on campus on Fridays. Uh, and then uh, Saturday game day, um, it will be getting to the getting the ballpark probably an hour, hour and a half before game time. And most of most of my work is, is frankly before the game. So it's really important for me to get around and see people and, you know, from the president to the AD to say hi to the coaches, uh, visit with the officials, uh, visit with the media. Uh, and I may have a media interview either before or at halftime uh, of the game. So it's, it's trying to be visible. It's trying to, uh, uh, you know, communicate with people and understand what's going on on campus. And, and then, of course, is experiencing the game, experiencing how the institution uh, handles everything on game day, which is important to, from our perspective to kind of understand what's going on. And, and then during the game, you know, I'm rooting for all the right calls from our officiating crew. So it's, it's kind of kind of observing that. I like to spend time also during the game with our uh, with our replay folks. They, they're usually in a separate uh, separate booth, so I'll go in and I'll watch the game a little bit with them and see how they're operating, which is uh, which they do a, a fabulous job. Um, so I'm always really impressed with what they do. So. But it's, you know, that's the fun of the sport. You know, Monday through Friday is, you know, sometimes it's get a little tedious and you know, what's going on. But uh, game day is special. We'd like to say thanks to our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare to every person every time. Inside the Nest is also brought to you by the Indy, Kennesaw's newest student house community. The Indy is now accepting applications for the fall of 2020. Visit www.livetheindy.com for more information and see what elevated student housing looks like. Let's get back to Big South Commissioner Kyle Kalander on Inside the Nest. Kennesaw State is the best startup football program in college football history. Last year, uh, the Owls finished runner-up in the Big South of a four, had won it two straight years, a preseason favorite this year. We've put out how successful we've been. From your shoes, when you talk to other commissioners and you hear on a national scope in the FCS, what do you hear about Kennesaw State football in the Big South as a brand in college football? Well, it's, it's a lot of the same, um, you know, from, although from the first time we began talking to Kennesaw about football in the Big South, 
um, I was hearing from other commissioners and other people that, you know, they're going to be really good. You know, I think so that the reputation of Kennesaw and the way you do things and the resources you have and, and what you put into it, you know, there, it was no surprise really from a lot of people that you were going to be good and in, in, in a hurry. And so, um, you know, the, but historically, one of the frustrating things has been as we've built Big South Conference football. For a long time, we didn't have enough teams in order to qualify for an for an automatic bid. We you, know, you need six in FCS football, and so we finally got to that point, uh, and we were frustrated because we felt like we didn't we, we didn't have the respect that, that we felt we deserved because we couldn't play in the playoffs. We were having a tough time trying to get at large uh, burst because a lot of our schools were either new to Division One. Big South wasn't in football that long. Um, so when we finally were able to, to access the playoffs through our AQ and we were able to get a few at-larges eventually, uh, we started winning games and we started building respect. So I say that because that's what Kennesaw has done. Uh, yes, people uh, understood the program, doing it the right way. It was going to be successful. Uh, but once Kennesaw got out and started beating people, uh, once you got in the playoffs and started going deep, uh, that's where you earn your respect in FCS football. And Kennesaw has done an outstanding job doing that, and obviously the Big South has benefited from that. Well, the Big South's going to get bigger over the next couple of years with the addition of North Carolina A&T coming on as a full member. And then Robert Morris out of Pittsburgh announced as an associate member like KSU in the coming years. Going to those additions, what stood out with those schools and how do you think they're going to help the Big South football brand? Again, kind of going back to our earlier days in Big South football, I'm just so excited and so uh, positive and optimistic about Big South football moving forward. Uh, You know, we'll have nine next year with Kennesaw and Robert Morris coming in. Uh, That was a dream to get to that point, quite frankly. So to be able to have eight conference games with four home and four away is outstanding. Um, You know, but specifically about those schools, NCA&T, their reputation, certainly history in football, you know, precedes them. I mean, they're, they're outstanding football program, national power. They will come in and uh, give everybody all uh, their money's worth. Um, so really excited to see them come in. There, there was no question that uh, athletically and competitively they would add a lot, but the, the leadership and the people there are outstanding. And, and so um, they will, they will uh, really add a lot to the program. Robert Morris, people may not know as much about, um, obviously up in Pittsburgh, they've been in the NEC, which has had limited scholarships but they're committed to full FCS scholarship, full uh, full resources at the FCS level, really want to compete nationally. And uh, with our new coach that's been in place for the past couple of years, he's moved that program forward. Um, the president at Robert Morris, Chris Howard, uh, played football, Air Force Academy. He actually served on the CFP uh, selection committee. So he's well-regarded, well-respected in football circles, obviously wants to be successful in football. Uh, so we feel like they're going to come in and they may some surprise some people as they build their program and, and become uh, more and more competitive. And, and certainly, um, you know, having that access to Western Pennsylvania helps our recruiting base and, and helps us from an exposure standpoint as well. It's so interesting, Commissioner. Is uh, I heard a previous podcast you've done, and you said when you came on as commissioner in '96, the presidents charged you with expansion and generating revenue. And here we are in 2020, we continue to expand. And I know you're looking for other opportunities for revenue. Is there more expansion that's on the horizon for the Big South? 
Well, potentially. Um, you never say never. Um, nine football schools is a pretty good place to be. Uh, Twelve full uh, full members in the Big South is a pretty good place to be. But you know, we're we're never really about numbers. It's about what are the opportunities? What are the possibilities? You know, if there are other members, uh, whether football or otherwise, that uh, that would help us get better as a conference, uh, would contribute to us that we think are the right fits and the right institutions, we would take a serious look at it. So you never say never. We, we feel very good about where we are, very good about our future. Uh, but it's possible, you know, that we could we could look to to grow in future. Just depends on uh, on what the options are moving forward. Back in 2016, the A-Sun, which Kennesaw is a full member of, and then obviously Associates Big South, announced an agreement where all A-Sun playing schools will have a permanent home in the Big South. Such a unique announcement then. Obviously, it's worked out well for Kennesaw State and now North Alabama. How, How did that transpire? How did that come about? Yeah, and actually, Kennesaw's membership in the Big South preceded that that agreement, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, certainly North Alabama, you know, was a was a beneficiary of that. Uh, of course, as the son and the Big South were. So um, Ted Gumbarn and I, you know, we've known each other forever, uh, and we we've, we've been talking for some time about how, as we look at you know, what's happening out there in conference realignment and, and various erosion and people moving back and forth, um, how could we try to protect ourselves? And um, the ASON at that point in time was was down in membership, and they were looking for ways to strengthen their membership. And, and from our perspective, we were we were down in football membership, and so we wanted to try to increase that. So. Uh, uh, it made sense for us to work together in that if the Atlantic Sun brought in a, a member that played football, there would be a football home for them in the Big South. And and so that could help the Atlantic Sun, the A-Sun now, um, you know, recruit members, uh, help their membership, and it could uh, likewise help a Big South membership. And, and it's turned out that way. It's really worked out well for us. And, you know, that kind of collaboration, I think, is really important in Division One. We don't see it enough amongst conferences. I think we're seeing it now. We're kind of forced to in the pandemic and, and working together, which I think is positive. Uh, but uh, sometimes we've got to set aside our, our competitive uh, juices, you know, on the field and, and find ways to work together in, in a better way uh, outside of it. So that's one example. And, and uh, you know, I think there's other possibilities of doing, doing similar things. Commissioner, I'll leave you off with this. Uh, I know you, like you said earlier, you wish you had a lot of answers to everything going on right now. Give us one prediction for a Big South fan for 2020. Open-ended, you, you can go wherever you want with it, but what's one prediction that you have? Wow, great. Uh, you know, that we're going to get to 2021. I think we're all going to be looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, the, um, you know, I think in football, I think we're going to surprise some people. I, I think that, you know, Kennesaw, I think, is expected to be very good this year and, and deservedly so. But I think we're going to have some other teams that are going to surprise some people. I think we're going to we're going to have multiple teams in the playoffs, which are going to um, I think most prognosticators aren't saying that. I think we will. And I'm not sure who exactly that's going to be. But we've got some teams that, uh, you know, are returning some really good rosters and uh, some teams that are really improving a lot in a hurry. And so I think uh, I think we're going to we're going to surprise some people out there and be very competitive once again. Commissioner Kalander, thank you for joining us on Inside the Nest. We appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you here soon. Thank you, Nolan. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Big South Commissioner Kyle Kalander on this episode of Inside the Nest. It's been brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, 
Taste the feeling. I'm Nolan Alexander. Thank you again for listening to Inside the Nest. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It drops every single week on ksuowls.com slash podcasts. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a Fifth Third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Until next week, go Owls.